All right, everybody, welcome to episode number 98, take two, I might add, of the Between the Cracks podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Bud, this is the second go-round on this episode because last night's attempt did not go so well, did it? Talk about crash and burn. It it got so bad that, and we don't we normally just kind of fight through when, when we're going through some rough spots, but we we just decided this is this is terrible. We we had to we just had to stop. We just had to do it. Yeah, you're absolutely right because uh, I realized by about the seventy minute mark that it was nothing more than a history lesson, and it was really nothing that pertained to any of the kind of subject matter <laughs> that we talk about on this show, whether it be paranormal activity, true crime, whatnot. There was just nothing. We, we, we somehow, some way, just <laughs> bored ourselves for about an hour until we called it quits. It's 65 minutes in, and we have yet to talk about a ghost. <laughs> a very sad attempt on our part. But, but today, I actually took some notes uh, for our opening, and I'm hoping that this gets the uh, juices flowing a little bit better. So, with that said, what do you say we get started? Chris, tonight, we're headed down south to the Lone Star State. Texas, USA. More specifically, Mineral Wells, Texas. This town was known for its abundance of mineral water. Now, prior to me bringing this case to your attention, had you ever heard of Mineral Wells, Texas? I have heard of Mineral Wells. I don't know there was such a town, though. Yes, indeed, Chris. And uh, as I just said, that's exactly what this place was known for. And that's going to play a big role as to Uh, the places that we're discussing tonight. But as of current day, Mineral Wells is a very small city. has a population of just over 15,000 people. So we're talking very small in regards to average city populations. But for such a small city, there seems to be quite a bit of paranormal activity taking place. And tonight, we're going to be taking a look at not one, but two are the most haunted places in Mineral Wells. And Bud, they happen to be (laughs) right down the road from each other. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the bizarre happenings that surround the Baker Hotel. And then, we're going to head down the street to take a look at the infamous Haunted Hill House. And we're going to see how both of these locations tie in together. So as I said before, Mineral Wells, Texas, was known for one thing, and that was its abundance of mineral springs. The community at the time, and we're talking in the 1920s, wanted to use that to their advantage, and they wanted to make sure that they could profit off of the abundance of this resource that they had in their town. And that's exactly what they did. The citizens of Mineral Wells united and came up with a plan to create this resort spa that they felt the area could really use and that the area can benefit from. And that hotel was to become the Baker Hotel. And we find out that the Baker Hotel opened its doors on November 22nd of 1929. And it got its name, the Baker Hotel, by a prominent Texas hotel investor by the name of Theodore Brasher Baker. So old Theo here was already known for designing a number of hotels within the state of Texas. And he used that knowledge to bring the same kind of plan into Mineral Wells. And the Baker Hotel was no small hotel. This was more of a fortress. The place stands about 14 stories tall. 
It has 450 guest rooms. And at the time when it was really thriving in the late 20s and early 30s, it was designed to have mineral water pumped in to each and every room. And in addition to that, they had an outdoor pool that was filled with what else? Mineral water. I mean, we're talking a top-of-the-line resort at this place in time. They had bowling alleys, restaurants, you name it. And it was thriving. So much so, Chris, that celebrities uh, of that time era were coming through. Let me rattle off a few here, Chris. Glenn Miller, Lawrence Wilk, Clark Gable, the Three Stooges, President Linda B. Johnson showed up there, Chris. And what's even cooler than that is the fact that none other than Bonnie and Clyde spent a few nights at the Baker. Wow. I mean, that, that that's pretty badass. So all joking aside, I mean, this place really does have a lot going on because, you know, we're talking in the early 1930s. Uh, Mineral Wells had a population of just 5,986 people. To have something that would draw these major celebrities <laughs> and outlaws at the time to your small town down there in Texas, I mean, you had to be offering something that people really wanted, and that's exactly what they did. And that mineral water was the main component to the success of this hotel. So the place was thriving for a number of years, uh, but as is so often the case, all good things must come to an end. Because, Chris, we find out that by the end of the 1930s, Mineral Wells' reputation took a hit because with advancements in modern medicine, the idea that mineral water could cure whatever's ailing you and possibly save your life was kind of taking a back seat to the discovery of these new medicines. And with these advancements, people stopped showing up. But Chris, all hope was not lost for the Baker Hotel because Mineral Wells had a second boom, and that led to an increase in the Baker Hotel's popularity. And what I'm referring to is when the Fort Walters military base opened in 1940. And this kind of ties into some of the paranormal activity that takes place later on. But yet again, after World War II ended, they closed Fort Walters, and uh, that had, as you could imagine, a direct effect on the Baker Hotel. Business just continued to decline, but as they say, uh, the final nail in the coffin was when Earl Baker, who was the owner of the hotel at the time, and remember we said that the original designer and investor of the hotel was Theo Baker. We find out that he went bankrupt and had to pass off control of the Baker to his nephew Earl. Now remember these two guys, Theo and Earl Baker, because they're going to come into play a little bit later, albeit not in human form, Chris. <laughs> mm-hmm. But back to old Earl, he said that he was going to close the hotel after his 70th birthday, which was to take place in 1963. And that's exactly what he did. Our man Earl was true to his word. He locked the doors and shut the damn place down. So the Baker Hotel, at this point in 1963, was closed. And then it opened back up in 65 when they got a couple of investors together, but it just was not the same. And then by 1972, it closed its doors for good. And that's where it stands today. For over 50 years, the Baker Hotel has stood empty. It's been abandoned for all those years. So there you have it. That's the, the long-winded history of the Baker 
But I, I think it was important because now we're going to dive into some of the paranormal activity that's taking place within the walls of the Baker. And as we all know, paranormal activity tends to take place in locations where the entities themselves may have some kind of unfinished business. So Chris, let's get into it. Let's talk about some of these ghost sightings that have taken place inside the hotel. Oh, Baker. Well, believe it or not, even though uh, it has been abandoned for 50 years, the first sighting of a ghost actually takes place while the hotel was still operating. At some point in the 50s or 60s, uh, a porter who worked at the hotel first sees this woman on the seventh floor. And shockingly, that's what the name of this ghost ends up being, the woman on the seventh floor. I do wonder if she was ever witnessed on the 8th or 9th, though. Because <laughs> is she a, a one-floor woman? Or, that that <laughs> whoa, sounds terrible. Whoa, whoa, bud, you're getting close. Uh, but we should mention, Chris, that uh, a great tragedy took place on the 7th floor involving this woman. And I think that's maybe why her spirit seems to be lingering in there. Remember I mentioned Earl Baker, the nephew of the original designer? Well, it seems Earl Baker... And his family had a suite up on a 10th floor where they lived permanently. But old Baker here had a mistress who lived on the 7th floor. And it seems that Earl was continuing on with this affair throughout the years. Seems like a nice guy, huh? But anyway, apparently the mistress was so distraught over the fact that her and Earl were not going to be together, that she ended up jumping to her death. And there's varying accounts here. Some say she jumped from the seventh floor, while others say she jumped from the top of the Baker Hotel. And as we said, that's quite a fall. That's a fall of 14 stories. So as you can imagine, with such a tragic ending like that, her spirit is most likely not at rest. So what better place to come back to than your old stomping grounds of the seventh floor at the Baker Hotel? And as you mentioned, Chris, the old porter there says he witnessed the apparition, but he wasn't the only one. Apparently, other people that stayed at the Baker Hotel in the 50s and 60s witnessed the same ghost. And it seems she had quite the liking for the male clientele that came to stay at the Baker. And she apparently, in, in some way, shape, or form, became very flirtatious with those that stayed at the hotel. And I mean, your guess is as good as mine as how she did that, Chris. <laughs> don't know but various witnesses say that they would smell her perfume in the hallway even when there was nobody staying at the hotel so they say that they got this aroma basically out of thin air and in addition to that some of the maids said that they would go into the rooms and there would be lipstick stains on some of the glasses that were in the room even though no one was staying there Believe it or not, throughout the years after the Baker closed, they still had a management team that would be there to kind of look over the hotel, even though it was indeed closed. They would just be there to, I guess, make sure to keep out all the riffraff, make sure all the electric is working, the plumbing and whatnot. I mean, how creepy is that, staying in that big place by yourself? I don't care if it's just for a day shift. I would be completely uneasy the entire time I'm there. And to make matters worse... <laughs> one of the guys that was there managing the hotel by himself said that while he was up on the seventh floor, he started hearing the sound of high heels walking down the hall. And when he hopped out of the, one of the rooms that he was taking care of something in, there was nothing there, Chris. 
can you imagine hearing the sound, knowing damn well that you're the only person in that place, and hearing the sound of high heels getting louder and louder as it approaches? No, I would not like that at all. So, Chris, another incident took place when the same manager was actually up on the seventh floor again, and he was working on some electrical breaker, and once again, he heard footsteps coming at him. And this time, he swears he actually saw a person. Now you got to look at it where, yes, a ghost could be scary, but what's even scarier is some kind of vagabond being in this place and lurking around, because that could really hurt you. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who the hell's in there, ghosts or not, it still freaks the fuck out. Yeah, so this guy claims that he saw something walk by him and basically just disappear. So <laughs> I can imagine at that point that the manager just said, you know what, enough's enough, I am freaking out of here. One of the other incidents that occurred was referred to as the Brazos Room. And this was back when there was a tour of the hotel that was done by a group of World War II veterans and their spouses. And the group entered the Brazos Room, which was on the first floor of the hotel. It was like the main dining dance area. A couple suddenly just stops and the woman looks at her husband and says, do you hear that? And he goes, well, I certainly do. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> other people also begin hearing it as well. And, and it, it appears to be sound of dishes and silverware just clanking. It also was almost as if there was people talking and like orchestra music was playing in the background. Like there was an event that was going on. That's the thing about these places, dude, because like I said, there was just so much life at one point in time. And then just to have it completely collapse and be this just abandoned large tombstone basically i mean there has to be some kind of energy left within the walls of this place and in addition to the liveliness of these places at one point in time so you always have tragedies and untimely deaths that take place in places such as this so you have those entities to deal with as well there were actually other incidences of people reporting that windows opening and closing on their own up on the higher levels. <laughs> now, could you imagine that? Imagine being in a parking lot and you know damn well all the windows are closed. All right, say you're, it's late November, December, even though you're in Texas, it's still cold, right? So all the windows are closed, you're in a parking lot and you see like on the 13th or 14th floor, a couple of the windows are now open. Little things like that would freak me the fuck out. That's creepy, but what would be even creepier is if you saw somebody walking past the window. I mean, that would probably just... Oh, fuck that, dude. Even if I was the manager, I don't care what the job paid. I wouldn't go back in it. Before we leave the baker, we should mention, Chris, there was something interesting that happened. This took place in the spring of 2000, and that's when a psychic came to the Baker Hotel, and she had quite a few interesting things to report on. She said that <laughs> apparently most of the ghosts did not want to be identified, <laughs> according to her, and... Uh, they didn't want to communicate with her. They didn't want to talk to her, except for one. And that was a little eight-year-old boy who claimed to have died in one of the hotel apartments in 1933. And apparently, he died from leukemia. So that, that's what this psychic is reporting. And she said that she also picked up on a number of spirits roaming around the hotel. One being a helicopter pilot that trained there ended up dying in a helicopter crash. And she says that, his spirit still roams the halls of the baker. She made a good point. She says that 
You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing that these ghosts are here. They're not there just because of a tragedy. She says that some people actually enjoyed their life and their time at the Baker so much that they wanted to be there in the afterlife. Oh, no. Not you again. I think it's time we get the hell out of the Baker and head down the street to... Ooh, I'm going to let you take this one, bud. The Haunted Hill House. The Haunted Hill House, which was located just down the street, as you said, had some connections directly to the Baker Hotel. Although, if you ask anybody who worked at the hotel, they might deny this fact because things weren't exactly uh, legal. What do you mean? Well, we should mention that this house was actually built in 1892, so this predates the Baker Hotel. But the house eventually becomes uh, a sort of brothel. Okay, my interest is now peaked, Chris. <laughs> this house sometimes held prostitutes. And you can imagine that a place that's a little bit under the radar, such as this brothel, was that also contained alcohol. Uh, well, alcohol was pretty sought after, being that prohibition was going on during this time. So you can imagine a place that's hopping like a 450-room hotel, that there would be some after-parties. What's a party without alcohol? And prostitutes. Brother, you're skating on thin mineral water right now. <laughs> Come on, curse continue. I gotta get the hell out of here tonight. <laughs> so, the women that would be in this brothel, they wouldn't necessarily go to the Baker Hotel, but guests from the Baker Hotel were being sent to the brothel, and... You know, you would have bellboys and stuff that are trying to make a little extra money are sending these people over to give this place some business. And, of course, they're also getting alcohol from the brothel to the hotel. So it kind of worked out for both of them and is that they gave each other business. Might I add also that they used children to transport the alcohol because <laughs> it, was, it, it was so unsuspecting that the cops wouldn't even pay any attention to these kids on their bikes that were basically bringing contraband and other <laughs> other illegal substances over to the hotel and you can imagine too i mean the cops aren't going to be there half the time because you're if you're hopping on a bike from the haunted hill house to the baker i mean you're looking at maybe two blocks at the most right right the chances that you would be caught are slim and, and the fact that it was a kid it was even slimmer than that so the only problem is obviously well brothels can also attract some trouble as well i mean you Think about people that perhaps get a little too drunk or people that, you know, have kind of bad intentions. And also there was just natural accidents that would happen. But there was various deaths, even murders. Even one legend has it is that a young boy was even hung right outside the house on a tree uh, whose stump actually is still there today. Yeah, and there's a cross engraved in it and they actually refer to it as the hanging tree fucking creepy just thinking about the fact that somebody was hung there and let alone a kid that's not it man because if we go inside this uh, haunted hill house i mean my god the history <laughs> is steep and uh, very unnerving because as you said this was a brothel and sometimes believe it or not chris brothels don't attract the best clientele excuse me but yeah you're right people that were staying at the bigger hotel would make their way down 
to the Haunted Hill House. And obviously, it wasn't called the Haunted Hill House at this point. But I mean, if you're horny enough, you're going to go down there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but, and then, then, then the alcohol was making its way from the Haunted Hill House to the baker. So you know, like you said, they had a nice little thing going. But the things that were going on inside the Haunted Hill House were not as nice as the things that were taking place inside the baker. As we mentioned, there were murders, bizarre deaths, accidents that took place. One of the most famous ones being the murder of what they call the Lady in Blue. And there's actually a painting of this woman inside the house as of today. And it's a woman wearing a blue dress with, I believe there's like you know red blood dripping off of her face and some parts of her dress. So the painting itself is very unnerving, but it's referencing this murder that took place decades ago. And apparently this woman was a prostitute at the hotel and she was actually shot and killed by a former client. And you may ask, why would a former client come and do that? Well, Chris, it ties in kind of nicely to one of the entities that is said to reside in the haunted Hill House today. And that is the ghost of a young boy named Joshua. And this boy Joshua was noted as being gravely disfigured. And believe it or not, he was murdered as a young child for being disfigured. I guess people felt at this point in time that it was kind of taboo and they just wanted this child out of their way. And we later find out, Chris, that Joshua's mother was that prostitute in the blue dress. As the story goes, she was apparently raped and then got pregnant. And the guy who got her pregnant wanted nothing to do with this, so he killed her. And then after that, they killed Joshua. Jesus. So, I mean... If you don't believe in ghosts, that's fine. But, I mean, knowing that backstory, you know, you can imagine that there might be a, a dark, heavy feeling within the walls of the Haunted Hill House. The current owner there believes that there are bloodstains going from the top of the stairs all the way down. Um, I, I guess they put a black light or something on it. But basically, it, it appeared as if somebody was dragged down the stairs when they were murdered, you know, and they kind of just bled out along the stairs. And that would be that lady in blue. So, right, I think that's what she was referring to, yeah. The owners actually have a room, and they call it Joshua's room. And uh, apparently that's the room that this boy lost his life in. And in addition to that, they have quite a, uh, an array of rooms. One room they call the Red Room, and in that room, it's lit up red. And, and I should mention, within each and every space of this house... There are dolls all over the place. So it's designed to be as creepy as possible. Now, uh, in addition to this red room, they have what they call the carousel room. And as you walk into the carousel room, you will see a bunch of dolls hanging from the ceiling, whether it be clowns or just like little baby dolls, very creepy looking. Their eyes kind of follow you throughout the room. And it's called the carousel room because there's actually this little carousel that is propped up on a bench in the room. And rumor has it that if you touch it, you're going to uh, pay the price, bud. Let's leave it at that. Uh, no problems there. I would never touch the thing. <laughs> and I should mention, I was watching a video on it. I noticed that there was this little uh, Pee Wee Herman doll and a tricycle in that room. And uh, some say that he actually rides the bike at night. 
That shit. So let me tell you something right now, Chris. <laughs> if this little Pee Wee Herman fuck started rolling towards me, <laughs> I don't give a shit. He's going for a ride, courtesy of my foot. That's going to let it fly. Here it goes. It is in the air, and it is caught. Yeah, just to close out that point, they have a number of different rooms. They have the axe room, and then they have another room, which they call the scratching room. Apparently, this is the room where a number of people have reported being scratched by someone or something. This place is basically a paranormal investigator's dream in terms of the setting. And a lot of people that go to this place and stay there for the night, and some that perhaps don't <laughs> quite stay there for the night... This is the perfect spot for them to try to test out their EVPs and get a sighting or record something uh, from a ghost or a demon. We should mention that there is apparently a demon that resides in this place that goes by the name Zombie. <laughs> yes, and as you said, Chris, <laughs> with those EVPs, uh, one thing that always comes up is Toby himself. And he asks, what's your name? He will answer you by saying, Toby. If there's one person you don't want to fuck with within the walls of the Haunted Hill House, it's Toby. <laughs> what but, happens in the Haunted Hill House stays in the Haunted Hill House. If you're lucky enough to get the hell out of there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the tragedies just follow this place. I read that in 1980, there was a young girl that was hit by a car and killed right outside that house. Basically right in between the Hill House and the Baker Hotel. So you have a lot of little kids that have been dying throughout the decades. So there's something unnerving about that. Oh yeah, anything involving kids. In fact, there's some accounts from the owners too uh, about when they used to stay there. They don't stay there anymore or they don't even go upstairs apparently anymore. But um one of the things that the husband or boyfriend says was one night when they were sleeping in the bed downstairs, he heard giggling in his ear. You know, they would hear this giggling and then all of a sudden they would look up and, you know, they would see this figure with, you know, like crystal blue eyes looking at them. Uh, like the door was like cracking open and then this face would show. I uh, saw that video. And I, I didn't see him in my expert eye, Chris. I did not find a video evidence to be too compelling. Let's compare this to all other footage of ghosts <laughs> that have been taken in all of the years. I'm going to assume that it was crystal clear. <laughs> My man, it was just out of focus. It wasn't quite a decisive figure there. It's just too blurry. Yeah, the footage was somewhat grainy, shall I say. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> but it, it seems to happen every time there's a... Uh, an opportunity to catch some paranormal entity. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So uh, let's continue. But there were other reports of people hearing screams of a child from within the well that was just outside the house. And uh, I don't know if a child had died in there or whatnot, but that is uh, one of the eyewitness accounts that somebody was outside one day and they heard a child screaming. So, I mean, I don't like the sound of that, Chris. No, that's pretty freaky. And I, can you imagine looking outside at the well and all of a sudden you just see two hands of a kid just like crawling out of the top of the fucking thing? I'll tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not helping it. 
I'm not, I'm not going to help it out of the well, dude. <laughs> I'm not. You're on your you're on your own, pal. I mean, if I hear some scream, if I'm out there and there was nothing going on, and I know there's nobody in that well, and all of a sudden I see a set of hands, I don't care if they're little kids' hands. <laughs> you're on your own. Just just words of encouragement from a very far distance. You got this. <laughs> As I'm running away. <laughs> but in all seriousness, man, I'm looking at all this, all these tragedies and bizarre deaths that had taken place within this haunted hill house, man. I do not like it. I can imagine that the feeling around this place must be very heavy, very cold, and uh, just an overall dark vibe. So looking at what we talked about tonight in regards to some of the paranormal activity and the history of things that are taking place within the Haunted Hill House, as well as the Baker Hotel, I'm going to ask you, what says you, Chris? Are you believing any of this? I will tell you one thing. I would take my chances with the hotel over this hell house. Oh, absolutely, 100%. I think because, like you were saying, because of the dark history that this place has, and I'm sure, you know, with the things that were going on there and the type of people that were there and the murders and this and that, it would make more sense for there probably to be, uh, you know, like a demonic presence there feeding off of that, like, darkness or whatever some shit i mean if that shit exists i would expect it to be more attracted to the hill house than it would be you know a place that was more vibrant and full of better times like the baker hotel i would gladly gallop the large 450 room hotel over spending a single night in the haunted hill house <laughs> so you're telling me that you think there is some credibility that the haunted hill house may indeed be haunted i'm not gonna say 100 but as we always say uh, when it comes to these things i may not necessarily believe that it's haunted but you can bet your sweet ass and i'm not gonna test it out <laughs> yeah no chance in hell would i be staying there but uh, we, we shouldn't mention also, Chris, I don't know if you watched the videos at, uh, of the tour of the house itself. There were actually these small doors within the walls of the house that led to large rooms. So like, like there was actually spots where you could crawl through this hole, but then be able to stand up on the other side and make your way through these narrow hallways between the walls. Almost like, like that kid did in that one episode we did where he stayed inside the house and ended up murdering that family. Oh my God, they... The, what was that, Massachusetts family? Yes. He that, was in the walls. That yeah. little fucking freak, yeah. So they have walls like that here. So you can actually make your way through a little hole and then be able to stand up and then move around the house as you please. Fucking sick. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of weird shit going on in there. I'm sure that was probably designed specifically to uh, hide just in case the police raided the place when it was a brothel. So, William... <laughs> What says you? Oh, you you finally asked me tonight, Chris. It's almost like I had to prompt you to. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I'm going to end this quickly, Chris, because I want to get the hell out of here. I'm going to say yes, that the Haunted Hill House is indeed haunted. There's just too much dark shit that went on there for me to feel comfortable being anywhere around that place. So I'm going to say without a doubt, that place is haunted. Yeah, I'm sure the owners fabricate the stuff and some of the stories... Uh, have been enhanced throughout the years, but there is just a very bad vibe, especially when you have a number of children that die in the place. I do not like that one bit. But uh, as far as the Baker Hotel, 
Nah, I think that's bullshit. I don't think there's anything going on there. And like you said, if I had to pick one to stay in, I'm definitely staying in a bigger hotel. I don't give a shit how many windows are open, how many lights are shutting on and off, how much perfume I smell. That's where I'm staying for the night. Oh, yeah. 100%. But all is not lost for the great city of Mineral Wells. As we know, they've fallen on hard times throughout the decades. But there seems to be a little bit of a resurgence coming their way because we've learned that the Baker Hotel, as of right now, is under complete renovation. And it is due to reopen its doors in the year 2024. Can you believe it? The Baker Hotel's coming back. Yeah, and they're pumping $65 million into this thing. It'll be very interesting to see uh, what it looks like when they're all done. I'm sure they're going to try to keep it as true to design uh, as the original, but I'd have to imagine it's going to be a little bit creepy to stay there. And speaking of staying overnight, you're going to have the option to not only stay at the Baker Hotel, you're also going to have the opportunity to stay at the Haunted Hill House. Because I should mention, Chris, that you can actually book a night at the Haunted Hill House by going to thehauntedhillhouse.com and for a measly fee of $450 per night on a weeknight and $550 a night on a weekend night, you'll be able to stay there at the Haunted Hill House. I couldn't think of anything I'd rather not do uh, (laughs) than stay there for especially that price. (laughs) It's not exactly the budget inn, is it? Um, (laughs) No, it did not look very nice inside. It seems like Mineral Wells is indeed poised for a comeback, and we wish both the Baker Hotel and the Haunted Hill House nothing but the best. So let me get the rundown, and we can get out of here for the night. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com, or you can reach us on uh, Facebook or Instagram, Between the Cracks Podcast. If you'd like to become one of our lovely patrons, the link to that will be in the show notes as well. But uh, other than that, Chris, I think it's time we wish the fine, fine people out in podcast land the fondest. Oh, a farewell. (laughs) 